Hello, everyone. We are kicking off Generation Next Volume 2.0 today with a great interview with St. Joe's Metuchens Jr., uh, right-handed pitcher, side armor, Jimmy Mulvaney, who has uh, given his verbal commitment to Fairfield University up in Connecticut. We've got a great story with Jimmy for, for everybody. Uh, have Merry Christmas to everyone. This is airing. This is our kicking off our Generation 2.0 series. And uh, welcome to the show, Jimmy, and, and, and good to have you on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. Let's get right off the bat. Start with your um, verbal commitment this past fall, the fall of your junior year to Fairfield. Um, you know, anybody who's a college baseball fan wasn't that long ago. It was last spring when they uh, won the first, I think, 26 games to start the season, made it into the top 25, you know, got a win in the NCAA tournament, huge national story. And, uh, Got to feel pretty good to, to make a commitment to a school like that that's, you know, right around the corner pretty much. Yeah, definitely. You know, they had a huge year last year, you know, taking over the conference and obviously making it down to the World Series, even picking up a win down there, like you said. And uh, super excited to get there. You know, I love everything about it. Coach DeBackman, Coach Courier, and uh, yeah, super excited. Definitely. So how did the recruiting go for you? Um, did they kind of get on you like, like later, I guess it was a lot of what they saw this past summer, right? Because there was a big long period before that where they couldn't really watch much of anything with COVID. Um, so how was your COVID recruitment? How did that take place? Yeah, it was definitely different. You know, it was different for everybody with COVID, but I think for me specifically, like, like sidearm lower angle, it's not very common. So like the process was a little bit different, especially because, you know, velocities were one of the most important things in pitching, if not the most. And that's something where as a side armor, like that's not, that's not my strength. Like I have other areas where uh, I'm better in. So it definitely, I wouldn't say it started later, but uh, I started talking to coach DeBackman in the winter last year, right around this time, actually. And then uh, once we got towards like end of high school season, summer, we started having phone calls and conversations and uh, some mutual interest. And then they came to watch me pitch a couple of times this summer. The conversation kind of picked up. And then come September 1st, you know, it all flew. Like I got on campus, took a tour with Coach T and uh, that was it. I knew it was the place. And when they offered, you know, I was, I was, I knew it was the place I wanted to go and I uh, locked it in. So you're, different I mean that in a nice way of course not not you know uh, baseball wise you're different as you alluded to we're talking to a you know low sidearm slash almost submarine pitcher um, which you're not seeing a lot of guys you know that that might be something that develops later on because they're they're struggling overhand and uh, you know they kind of do that to to adapt and get a chance to to stick around but that's something that sort of developed naturally for you. And I know you said velo is obviously not going to be your, your measuring stick, but still, you know, you're right low, low to mid eighties now as an 11th grader throwing sidearm is on that sidearm scale. You're that's, that's pretty high up there. I would think. Yeah. I, I mean, as a freshman year, I, I still remember this all the time. I look at this as like kind of my turning point. I went to uh, one of the showcases at my velocity, this is when my arm slots started getting very low. And I think I topped out at 68 or 69. And I just remember thinking like, I have the movement, I guess, but like the velocity has got to get up. And that's when uh, 
I really like bought into the bought into baseball. I started getting in the gym. I got bigger. I put on a bunch of weight, and I really started focusing on pitching. And the uh, velocity went up right around like low mid seventies, then just kept increasing. And the uh, the sidearm part of it, like yeah, I, I was always a lower three quarter guy, and then I just progressively got lower to the point where even the guys at Diamond Jacks are like, hey, you're starting to get into like sidearm submarine, like are you sure? Like, is this, are you trying to do this? Like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of just throwing, but that I really like, they helped a ton. Coach Wadica helped a ton, a ton with like really adapting it and uh, like buying into that sidearm part of it and learning it and developing and everything. But yeah, it was, it was definitely more of a natural process for me. Yeah. So what did, what did we throw from that slot then? Uh Pitch wise, it's it's fastball. Some people call it a sinker because of the tail I get. So fastball sinker, and then uh, a slider and a changeup. Okay, so can you you can you can throw your changeup to to tail away from lefties then? Yeah, that's that that was my big thing this past year working on the changeup, and I'm not yep. not not quite there, but definitely a lot of progress. I think I found a grip I like, and uh, that's the pitch for lefties for sure. Yeah, and again, you're you know you're you still got two years of high school left to to perfect that, whereas a yeah. lot of guys are still going to be like uh, caught up on the deception of the of the motion. But as you already know, obviously the you know from from your from your travel and your your Diamond Jacks experiences, you know if you don't have that pitch that runs away from lefties, they're just seeing everything come right at them, and 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 it's not you know, the 95 that they're seeing from everybody else and their eyes just kind of light up. But, you know, it sounds like you're well on your way to, to being able to neutralize that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Like it's, it's a different style of pitching and I'm still learning it. You know, I'm still finding out new things every day, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the change up is uh, something I've been working on and uh, just getting a good pitch mix is honestly all it's about. So now that, now that we know you're a little different, um, we got a, you know, on that subject, you know, the team that we're looking at at St. Joe's this year is a little different too. And, and, and in a good way, obviously, you know, you, not a whole lot of high school teams can front their, their pitching with, you know, three big time D one arms and, and, you know, not too many guys have commit to a D one before their junior year and say, well, I got two guys who are bigger names than me on their staff. And obviously, uh, you know, Donovan Zach coming back this year, going to Virginia next year, and and, and Andrew Golden, who was uh, pretty big, and you guys winning the uh, GMC title last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, those guys, those are those are great guys to have around, you know, on the field and off the field too. Like uh, Golden last year kind of came in right before the season started and just fit in perfectly. And uh, we didn't even have him much at the beginning of the year, but he was still a huge part of the team at the plate and everything. And then obviously, once we got to GMCs, he took off and was was our guy through that. And uh, Donnie will be huge coming back. He's uh, another one. He's a huge leader. And uh, those two, that that's a huge one-two punch right there. Like two guys throwing 90-plus, and they're, they're, for me, especially as a year younger than them, like looking up to them, like having two role models like that. It's awesome having them around. Yeah. And that kid behind the plate ain't so bad either. Yeah. That's another one. Mark, he's, he's great too. You know, it's always easier pitching to Mark, like with guys on base, you can always count on Mark, you know, no one's going to run on him. 
And if they do, there's a good chance he throws them out. But, uh, yeah, we definitely got a talented group over there. It's got to be – it's got to be, you know, your stuff moves all over and different than everybody else's, right, just because of your motion. You know, to have a, a catcher like Mark back there while you're kind of going through the process of – I don't want to say figuring it out, but, but you know, perfecting all these – pitches that are kind of crazy I mean that I'm sure that takes a lot of pressure off of you and you don't have to feel the need to like be too perfect or anything like that you just go out and throw because you know he's yeah gonna catch it. yeah definitely I've been throwing a mark now uh since about seventh or eighth grade and he's he's definitely special behind the plate like it, it gives me a level of confidence guys on base like I'm not I'm not trying to be perfect like you said like I know Mark's gonna take care of it and uh just gives you gives you that extra confidence boost and it makes you feel more comfortable. Um, you mentioned obviously throwing the mark for a few years. That's through the Diamond Jacks. Um, you know, you're you're right around the corner from there, pretty much, right? You're 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 in Flemington. You live in Flemington, right? I'm in Reddington, so I'm about ten minutes from Diamond Nation. All right, so you're you're one more town over, but still right around the corner, pretty much. Yeah. Um, what has that organization meant to you? Because you're pretty much a Diamond Jacks lifer, I guess, at this point, right? Yeah, I think my first time at Diamond Nation was in like the little Patriot Leagues with uh, Coach Travis when I was probably five years old. And then I did that up until the Diamond Jacks started at 10. And uh, they've done so much for me. Like I, everything I know about baseball, where, where I am now, like I owe most, if not all of that, to the D-Jacks, the coaches over there, like Coach Evan, Coach Wall, Coach Buck uh coach Dietro all, all of them like have been a huge help like that's where I I learned the game of baseball pretty much and learned to love it and just where I developed like every, every aspect of baseball I owe to Diamond Nation like it's just it's been my home since I was shoot five years old and I'm still there now and hopefully all goes well finish out through high school so yeah it's 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 definitely a huge part of my life um, to me, Austin, he has made a huge impact on my life, how I look at life, how thankful I am for my health, everything. Um, meeting Austin in 12U was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I met, I met him through a friend, obviously Jimmy, who's uh, on the show right now. And being, being able to play in front of him, hearing him cheer you on, meeting the family it's it's a it's a class act and i i still talk to austin i still talk to the parents i uh went trick-or-treating this past this past halloween with all the guys and it was a ton of fun as it always is but um there's nothing like talking to austin about star wars marvel they'll talk your ear off and i love it but um meeting austin it's something i would i would never trade he was he's one of the best kids i've ever met he's just like one of us um and he really puts life in perspective how, how, how thankful you should be for everything because you never know. You never know. But um, I, I, I'm speechless. Like meeting him, I really can't put it into words how much it's meant to me in life, baseball, everything. I know how much he'd love to be on that field, but um, that's why I always try to make him proud while playing. Why don't you tell us about Austin? Um, you, know, you became friends with him in second grade. Right, what he's meant to not just you. Well, we'll start with what he's meant to you as as a friend. Tell us about his background and uh, 
you know, what he's meant to you. Yeah, so Austin, I could go on forever about him and his family too. Great people. But Austin I met in second grade at school. And he uh, – Austin's different. He has a disease. I won't go too deep into it. It's called MPS. So uh, Austin's not able to do everything that a regular kid can and goes through more than anyone could ever imagine. You know, he's physically limited, but he's a great kid, all smiles all the time. And uh, just to me specifically and all my teammates that he's ever been around, like having Austin at the games, having Austin around, like lighten, just brightens the mood, like lights up the room wherever he goes, always has a smile on his face, you know, through everything he's been through, like surgery, setbacks, COVID was definitely harder on him and his family and just the happiest person ever. And just any anytime Austin's there, it's a different feeling. Like it, it's great having him around for sure. And he still comes up and watches you at uh, at St. Joe's whenever he can, right? Yeah. No, no matter where we're playing, Austin's always there. They always find a way to get there. It's awesome. Now, you wanted to bring him into kind of the Diamond Jacks family, I guess, right? When you know, you know, he obviously can't play, but but still loves being around you guys and and you and 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 mark and i know uh ryan jaros uh griffin mills and I'm, i know i'm for you know griffin going to stanford again from your 2023s and i'm probably for i'm obviously forgetting you know a few other guys in your team but um he kind of adapted to everybody and became a big part of your uh your your group really quickly didn't he yeah definitely so i i introduced austin to coach Buckaloo, who was my coach at the time. And uh, I was like, Austin's going to come to all of our games. And I think it started, I asked if we could get him a hat because he was like, we wanted him to feel a part of the team. And then and we just took the idea and, and ran with it. And there was a big ceremony. He got a jersey in front of like the whole program, got him jerseys, hats. He introduced him to everyone, all the guys. And from then on, Austin's been at almost every single game Everyone knows Austin now at Diamond Nation. Uh, like, I, I'm sure they feel at home there, and everyone loves having them around. And, uh, yeah, like Mark, Griffin, Ryan, like you said, uh, they're all super close with Austin. Like, we, we spend time with them outside of baseball, too, now. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've been with him since we were 10, 11 years old. So it, it's really cool. little Halloween uh, stuff this, this past year, too. Yeah, we that's that's like our new tradition now that we're all so spread out. We don't see each other much, but right. every Halloween we get together and uh, we all go trick or treating with Austin. I love it. Keep it that way when you get even doesn't matter how old you get. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's that done to your perspective? You know, just obviously being friends with him through the years and, and you know, what has that done to to change the way that you see, you know, yourself, others, and, and the game itself and the power that baseball can have on people? Yeah, I mean, looking at a kid like Austin, you know, obviously someone who isn't as privileged as other people to where Austin can't go out and, and play baseball every day like we can for, for a certain amount of time, but you know, having him around just makes you realize like how, how or me specifically, like how lucky I am to be able to play baseball, be able to go out and do things. And just seeing how Austin obviously is, is limited in a lot of ways, but still happiest kid ever, always smiling. 
no matter what he goes through. And it just, it really makes you realize not only how special Austin is, but how lucky we are to have, have him around and just, just, just how lucky we are to have Austin as a person with us all the time. And uh, it, re it really puts things into perspective for sure. So uh, knowing Austin um, has been a big pleasure of mine. Um, I've been able to become friends with him over the past couple of years, uh, starting out at Diamond Jacks. I was lucky enough to meet him through Jimmy. He's been, uh, he was going to the games forever. He, we, uh, he, we considered him a, a member of our team. Um, it was always getting, after winning the uh, big Diamond Nation championship on a Sunday night, seeing him, uh, Mr. Nace, roll Austin out. Um, and he would always get the MVP and we would fist bump him. He would get uh, one of the uh, medals. It was just, it was a certain type of joy that like, if we didn't win, Austin doesn't get this experience and he has to go to school, like not, uh, not feeling a certain way or something like that. So that was a big uh, motivation for us. Um, Austin, you know, he shows me a type of strength that I could never comprehend the way that um, he just perseveres through every day. And every time you see him, he's got a smile on his face. Um, maybe he can't play like we do, but, you know, he's he's there like he wishes he could. So I never complain about, like, you know, going to baseball, being at Diamond Nation when we were there, like playing with the D-Jax. Because, like, I knew I'd probably get to see Austin. And when COVID happened, we got to do some Zooms with him and um, other things like that. But really just he's an inspiration to me. And maybe we're um we're like his friends but he's really like someone I look at for strength if I were to need it or something like that um and his parents are great um you know they're just they're they're very strong people and I'm very fortunate to know them and be good friends with Austin don't you know pump it up you got to pump it up don't you know pump it up you got to pump it up yeah we're here with uh, with Jimmy Mulvaney uh, junior St. Joseph's uh, Metuchen headed off to, to Fairfield in a couple of years. We've got a little bit of time before that, obviously. What are the goals this year for you um, individually? I think I know what the team goals are, and I think that's to be playing in the middle of June and uh, raising a trophy or something at the end of the, the year. But what are the goals for you, you know, to take that next step, you know, to keep taking that next step forward this year? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh, a big part of it, you know, just mastering my pitches now, now that I, I've kind of figured myself out as a pitcher, which I'm, I'm just starting, obviously. But now that I, I've, I've kind of got the wheels going, kind of figure that out more. And then a huge part is just the weight room, getting stronger, getting the velocity up, getting bigger this winter. And then, uh, you know, from now, uh, I was I was talking to one of my coaches yesterday. It's pretty straightforward. I need to uh, just put in the work get ready for that fall, that first fall season at Fairfield and uh, do whatever I can to help my team now for high school and just get prepared to help uh, Fairfield when I get there and uh, kind of just do everything I can to prepare, get bigger, get stronger, get better as a pitcher and just keep learning. Definitely. We'll hit you with a couple of random questions before we're done. You know, obviously uh, Halloween has some special meaning to you now, but what's been your favorite Halloween costume? Uh Let's see. Ryan Jaros had a pretty good one this year. He broke out one of the Star Wars costumes. I think this year I'll give it to him. He he had a pretty good one this year. What's the favorite one you've ever had to uh, to wear? What was your best? 
Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty traditional. I get, a. I get uh, ripped on by Austin all the time because I'm not creative enough. I know it's the <laughs> traditional football baseball player. I was gonna say, don't tell me you just dress up as a baseball player every year. <laughs> yeah, I get. I definitely hear it from Austin for that, but I don't get too creative <laughs> with it. Favorite professional team or favorite? Uh, yeah, favorite professional team, regardless of sport. Red Sox. Okay. All right. That's. I don't, I don't mind it. I just say that's you're kind of, you like the whole enemy territory thing. Yeah. You, I, since I was born, my dad uh, was a Red Sox fan and I just adopted it. We've been to Fenway a bunch of times and the Red Sox have been all around since I was younger and I, I've always loved them. But I see a Giants uh, pennant in your back, in the background there. So that does yeah. not carry over the Patriots then. No. Boston's the only team, or uh, Sox the only team we like from Boston. Okay. And that is all pretty much New York. Giants, Knicks, Rangers, but Red Sox are definitely the, the biggest one in our house. All right. Um, one thing you can't go without on game day. That's a tough one. I'm a big Gatorade guy. Before every game, I, I definitely have a Gatorade and a water, uh, especially when we're playing those games down south. Like yeah. after playing high school season up here and freezing you cold, more, you need more than one. Yeah, you need more than one of each when you're playing down south. Yeah, definitely. Favorite flavor of Gatorade then? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with the yellow lemon lime, the traditional. Uh, see, you're traditional with your Halloween costume. <laughs> you're traditional with your Gatorade. Keep it uh, simple. Yeah. Hey, something about simplicity, I think, right? uh favorite or uh, yeah i guess favorite but if you were in charge or when you're in charge of uh pre-game or post-game music on uh on start day what are we listening to for a baseball game i feel like you can't go wrong with country music a lot of people hate on it and if i'm if i'm working out or if i'm sitting around listening to music it probably won't be country but before baseball game warming up definitely like the country it, it gives you the baseball feel yeah i think it's like for a pitcher, definitely, but for a hitter, you got to be careful of what country you're listening to, I think. You don't want to, <laughs> you know, you, you definitely, it's got to be a little bit upbeat to it, right, I think? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. But I feel like country's the, like, traditional baseball music, even the past couple of years, even more. Yeah, and I feel like it's more walkout music for pitchers than it is walk-up music for hitters. Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. And I don't know why that is, uh, you know, but but it just seems like that's my just general observation right there. Favorite place you've ever played? Uh, I got to get with the Domination. Uh, we played at we played at some cool stadiums like for St. Joe's over the years, but there's there's something about feeling at home at Domination where that's definitely my favorite spot. Which field? Field one, another traditional one. Yeah, that's a new say. field seven. I feel like it's too fancy for me. I like the traditional field one. <laughs> Jimmy prefers boring lifestyle is what we've learned today. <laughs> that's, that's all right. We like it still. We like simple. Simple is better. Um, appreciate the time today. We'll 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 spare you the uh, if you if you can't see. I think you should be able to think of something simple that you in in everyday life that you've mastered. Yeah, I know. I, that feels like. There should be something that pops into my head, and I'm probably not thinking of something. 
but it's not coming to me. <laughs> That's all right. Um, we appreciate the time. Certainly, uh, you know, everything you've done, big fans of, uh, you know, we're big fans of where you're at and what we're, what we're looking to see in the future. And, uh, can't wait to get you out to, uh, or get out to a game this year, but also, uh, see you continue to progress. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on today.